Hello, welcome to part two of this 11th edition of Harmony UK podcast. We're here in Bournemouth at the European Barbershop Convention, which is held every four years. In 2013, it was Holland Harmony which organised the contest, and this year it's the turn of the Ladies' Association of British Barbershop Singers to host the event. In part one, we heard from quartets from Sweden and Spain, Holland and members of the Ireland Unlimited Chorus. Well, let's turn our attention now to Germany. There were two choruses here in Bournemouth from Munich. The ladies' chorus, the Harmonics, appeared in leather to sing some great arrangements of songs by the band Queen. And the men's chorus, Herren Besuch, who appeared memorably in pink waistcoats, and Lederhosen. For their second song, they took their pitch from what looked very like an alpine horn, though the first one began in traditional pitch pipe fashion. My name is Hans-Jürgen Wienecke, I'm the director of the chorus Herrenbesuch from Munich in Germany. And uh, yeah, we love to sing and we came here and thought to sing songs from the sound of music would be appropriate. In, in, in appropriate costume too? Yes too, that's right. Uh, when I first came up with the idea of singing in Lederhosen, uh, a good portion of the guys wanted to slaughter me because they, they didn't want to be associated with stupid peasants, you know. Um, but I con could convince them that the sound of music is so popular in all the Anglo-American countries, uh, whereas it is not in Germany. In Germany, nobody knows the songs, and in Austria, neither. You know. So, uh, so you had to teach your entire chorus that the, these songs, yes. um, and, and the melodies and everything, and the harmonies yes. before you could go any further. Nobody knew them. Nobody wow. knew them. Uh, I knew Edelweiss because I've heard it somewhere along the lines, but um, nobody in Germany knows the songs. And the first song, of course, we, we wondered why you were wearing the late hose, maybe thought that it was just because you were singing Edelweiss in one or two songs. Then you got to the second song, and suddenly 
we were blown away not only by the music but by the fun. Yes, we had a lot of fun putting things together. We had a lot of fun delivering it today. So, and it worked. Obviously, we got a standing ovation. What else could you ask for, you know? Indeed, and, and you chose your targets with care, and obviously it was a, a sort of complimentary thing, wasn't it? But you, you had a bit of fun at the expense of one or two of the other choruses as well. Well, yeah, we, <laughs> we took that idea basically from America. In America, they always, well, pick on each other, you know. Uh -huh. They say, oh, that chorus can't do this, and they don't do comedy, and they, but they can sing well, and such things. And uh, so we said, let's do that on a European level. Uh, one idea was doing it with the Brexit, but then we said, nah, no, let's let not mingle with politics, Indeed, not a good yeah. idea. Uh -huh. um, and then we say, well, we chose clubs that we would pick on, and then we chose Cotton Town and, and the Harmonics, our sisters from Munich, and uh, yeah, it worked. Cotton Town guys, they are so clever, they really get it done. Cotton Town guys, they are James and, and have you seen anyone from Cotton Town or the Harmonics yet? Are they, are they yes, yes, yes. The Harmonics loved it. They, uh -huh. uh, they love it. Uh, we did a similar set in Germany for the German convention, but with this different set of lyrics. Uh, so they really loved it. Yes, yes. How do you beat a chorus like Harmonics? What could we say that wouldn't make them mad? Not much. How do you beat a chorus like a Munich? We shouldn't even try because those sisters are doing it for themselves. They are doing it, doing it, standing on their own two feet. How long does it take to put something like this together? Because it must be an, an enormous amount of, of imagination, of, 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 of inspiration. Yes, um, we worked for like, to put the concept together was like a half a year period. Then we asked Jim, Jeremy Johnson in the US for uh, uh, doing the arrangements and he agreed to do them. So we're very lucky to get them from him. And uh, yeah, and then it was about a year that we had to put things together and uh, yeah, rehearse and do stage present. Pat Brown from the Toronto Northern Lights helped us with that a little bit. Uh, so yeah, it all worked out in the end. And just one more, more question. Um, the, the name of your chorus, Herrenbesuch, yes. it means, somebody told me it means gentlemen callers, is that yes, right? Yes, it is right. Yeah, absolutely. Spot on. That's exactly the name. And it, it has, it transports all um, kind of good feelings from the old times, you know, where, where gentlemen were gentlemen and were wooing the ladies in a very nice way uh, without going to be uh, too direct or, you know, it, it's all nice and, and it carries that old... Uh, sentiment also from the comedian harmonist that's the era right the the, the late uh, 20s and early 30s uh -huh. uh, that's all from that era and that's why we said Herrenbesuch is just the right name well I'll tell you what you certainly wooed the entire European barbershop convention audience here they <laughs> loved you we all did and I'm sure we'll be talking about your performance for a very long time to come thank you very much we were humbled by the standing ovation that we got very nice thank you to win this time, but it won't happen so, how can we make this right, how about lots of beer on us tonight, nein, 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 und machen wir es nein, <sighs> you offered a bribe.
to the judges. This is barbershop, not the FIFA World Cup. <laughs> Bazook and that performance is definitely worth looking out on YouTube. You can find a link to all the performances on the front page of the Labs website. That's at labslabs.org.uk. Well, as already mentioned, Bing is the barbershop organization in Germany. They pioneered world contests for mixed quartets, and from next year, they're also launching a world mixed chorus competition. Well, naturally, I wanted to find out more. Hi, I'm Francie. I'm the general manager of Bing. And I'm Maximilian, um, and I'm the vice president of Bing. Well, welcome to Bournemouth. It's great to see you here. Just tell us a little bit about Bing. How, how long has Barbershop in Germany been going? We were founded in 1991, so we, we just celebrated our 25th birthday in uh, 2016 with our Barbershop Music Festival. Now we have some of our great ensembles competing here at Bournemouth and the European Convention too, and we're very happy about that. The quartet contest was last night as we're speaking, and uh, there were two of our quartets participating, yes, with Connection and Klangküsse. And uh, the nice thing is, um, because last night was the mixed contest, and Bing has been mixed uh, since the founding date in 1991, so we always have been a mixed organization, and it's always special for us to see more mixed contests out there. What was it that decided you in the first place to go mixed? Because you were you were really blazing a trail at that time, weren't you? Uh, I think basically it was numbers. So uh, getting together a barbershop group in Germany was quite hard because barbershop is not that common, not that known in Germany. It's not like in the US or in Sweden or the UK. So basically it was numbers to um, get a chorus together or quartet together to do it together. And that has been important for us since then. And it also creates a special harmony, a special atmosphere whenever we come together because all our conventions are mixed, all our harmony colleges are mixed and everyone is just so nice with each other and uh, supporting and that's, that's special I think. It does seem to be catching on across the rest of Europe because we saw uh, mixed quartets from, from Sweden, from, from the Netherlands, from Britain yesterday, uh, from Ireland as well. What is it about mixed voice barbershop you think that, that appeals to people? Because initially I think there was a bit of resistance, wasn't there? First of all, I think it, for us it was always more of a variety that, that gave it to us in the barbershop world. So, and then again, we, then we just 
do not only have male and female, we have also different kind of mixed, as you might have seen yesterday in the, in the contest. Then you have the mixed quartets with one guy or with two guys and two women and uh, or in, in all different kinds of combinations. combinations so, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I think that makes the whole appeal that uh, you can mix it all. And so we also have one of, one of the quartets in Germany something. They have a female lead, a male bass, a female baritone and a male tenor. So it's also special and they have a really special sound and that's I think really appealing for the ear uh, of everyone listening. There are stars in the southern sky the songs that you sing um, I think we tend to take it for granted that that all barbershop songs are sung in English but that needn't necessarily be the case need it so normally it's English American English we sing in but we also have groups that translate the songs or they just um, make funny songs out of it in German or in a di German dialect and how does it go down with with audiences in Germany do they do they understand barbershop do they get it I think you don't have to understand the music you're listening to um, with the words, you just feel it with your heart. And I think we, you have groups that try to sing more in German because they think it's also what the audience needs, especially when you do comedy, it's better in your own language. But still, um, Barbershop is always a big success, even when you... We, Heavy Metal had a concert beginning of the year near Hamburg and nearly 75% of the audience never heard of Barbershop and everyone walked out of there and the northern regions of Germany are not that enthusiastic and emotional about things and everyone was really emotional and enthusiastic about listening to Barbershop so I think Barbershop really creates a special bond with people.
the sound of heavy metal. A chorus made up of German mixed quartet medal winners, and my thanks to Franzi and Maxi from Bing. Well, one person at this convention who would have been delighted to see some of those eye-catching German costumes and routines is the world-renowned performance coach Cindy Hansen. With a CV which includes work with the vocal majority, Masters of Harmony, Acoustics, Fred and many other leading choruses and quartets from around the world, she was here in Bournemouth to meet competitors and offer her expertise on how barbershoppers can make the very best of their chorus and quartet performances. Well, it's interesting because nowadays we're looking at branding with choruses. You know, choruses have an identity now. In the past, we tried to have all of them look exactly the same. So it's hard, you know, we used to have preconceived ideas, could they do a certain level or certain things certain ways? But nowadays, we're looking at branding because you've got choruses from, well, some of them that are here, Zero Eight and Amersham and, you know, and Great Western all have different personalities. So the goal is to find the personality and make them great at who they are are. And where does that personality come from, do you think? Some of it's from the director, but a lot of it is from the community and the area that they come from. So choruses that are from a little bit more feisty areas have a, you know, a more exciting kind of personality. And those that are from a, a more conservative area will have, you know, more conservatives, you know, kind of personalities and, and the way that they choose their music. And I suppose every chorus has a, a, a different level of ability as well. We, we, we're not always all good at the same things. No, and actually that's what's wonderful is that no matter what level you sing, you can be part of this community, which is awesome. And we don't expect everybody to compete. There's only one winner every year at a contest. But there are thousands of champions across the world who are changing lives by the music that they use. And I think that's what makes this hobby even more amazing. So how does a chorus then find its brand and how does it exploit that to the hilt? Well, I think they have to, the first thing I ask people to do is to define what are the four or five words that define you as a chorus? Are you exciting? Are you classy? Are you passionate? Are you energetic? You know, different words. And some of them are fresh, unique. And when you take those words, then you go, how do we find music that's fresh and unique? How do we find music that's classy? And then you build that around it and then you add your costuming and all of a sudden you have a brand. And does that mean that everybody has to go high-stepping and, 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 and kicking and moving their arms uh, in, at exactly the same time in exactly the same fashion? Because I must admit, as somebody who stands there in a chorus and perceives myself as having two left feet and no sense of coordination, that's the kind of thing that really scares me. Absolutely not. You're absolutely right. And it does scare a lot of people. And I think we used to see choruses do that all the time, and it actually scared people away because they go, I can't do all of that. Nowadays, we do theatrical performances. We do things that are staged and blocked, where you can sit at tables like you're at a cabaret and you can win with contests having even not a lot of choreography but a great performance plan and there's a big difference between what we used to call choreography and what we now call performance and that's what I think it wraps its arms around every individual that has the chance to be part of barbershop that was one of the things I was going to ask you about because that change came around two or three years ago. How has the change in the scoring uh, from presentation to performance, how, how has that affected what we do? Well, actually, the scoring in performance is looking for more real, more honest, more genuine delivery of music and delivery of the song. And what we used to do is we used to identify how accurate were these moves and how precise did they do these moves. And we're, you know, we used to take tape measures from the floor up and make sure when you put your hand out to do a barbershop spread, your hand was the exact 
exact same height across the entire front row. Now what we look for is what is honest for you? What is genuine for you? What is believable? And when we get those words, the scores go higher and higher and higher. And obviously for each individual, it's going to be a little different. Are there cultural differences as well? As you travel around the world, is, is, it, are there differences between, say, a Swedish chorus, a Spanish chorus, a German chorus, a British chorus, an American chorus? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's great. Also, in America, it's different whether you're in New York or you're in California, or whether you're in Florida in the South, or whether you're in the North and the Midwest. Everything is very different. What's exciting is that each culture brings new and exciting opportunities to the barbershop world. It, you know, when you're in England, there's a little bit of a formalness that comes with an English presence. And everybody laughs at us and says, you know, we're not that formal. And I said, oh, yes, you are, compared to what we perceive you to be and what we see looking in from the outside. So when you travel across the world, you get a chance to see different cultures, different personalities, and different willingness to come out of your shell or to be a little bit more conservative. And that's what makes this really exciting is this this style of music lends itself greatly to all those different diverse, you know, cultures. So if I were to ask you to look back over your 17 years at the various routines that you've, you've, you've prepared and that you have put into to, to practice with choruses, is there something that you, you look back on and say, Wow, that that was the that was the apogee of my powers. That 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 was that was that was the best idea I ever had. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I have one that stands out all the time, and that's Joshua with the vocal majority. That was probably a signature moment. One, two, one, two, three. Joshua with the battle of Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. Joshua with the battle of Jericho when the walls came tumbling down. I woke up in the middle of the night and thought of it, and I called Jim Clancy and I said, you know, I know you've always sung Joshua without choreography, but I said, I have a visual plan that was given to me in a dream in the middle of the night, and it is, they've had that in their performance repertoire for probably 12 years now and it's still iconic. That was one that changed what we do as far as uh, visual plans go or it changed what I do. And were they in and completely on board with that from the beginning or did you have to persuade them? I did not have to persuade them. It That was one of the quickest plans I ever put in. It went in in less than two and a half hours. In a morning session, we put that in, and by the afternoon, they were running it top to bottom. It was one of those that fit them so well, and it fit the music so well, it just meshed it at a really high level quickly. Cindy, it's been great talking to you. Welcome once again, and I hope you have a fantastic weekend here at Labs in the European Barbershop Convention in Bournemouth. And um, continue to dream, continue to bring us those fabulous routines. Thank you very much. I'm having a blast.
Cindy Hansen there, along with a reminder of her work with the vocal majority on that song, Joshua Fit the Battle of Jericho. You can hear the full interview with Cindy, including more on her life as a barbershopper and a radical change that she'd like to make to the contest stage uh, by going to the Harmony UK podcast page on SoundCloud. Well, during the convention, Cindy gave a talk on barbershop branding at the Labs Fringe. And one of the quartets that she picked out for special mention was a Swedish mixed-voice group called Pastor Hannes Kaur. They won a silver medal in the Mixed Quartet contest, where they took to the stage wearing yellow. And, as Cindy pointed out to her audience, yellow means fun. We barbershoppers love the old songs, and here in beautiful Bournemouth, Pastor Anisko wants to know if you want to celebrate some British good old songs. You do? British oh, songs, right. yes. Here we go. <laughs> ding a ding ding ding. Bring back those good old songs. We mean the songs with the beautiful melodies. Those were the good old songs. Those pithy tunes we could croon He knows so many ways Come on and sing along And we will sing a very British song Now I go cleaning windows Turning on his bob For a nosy parker It's an interesting job now it's a job that just suits me A window cleaner you would be If you can see what I can see When I'm cleaning windows In my profession I work hard And I'll never stop I'll climb this blinking ladder till I get right to the top Pajamas lie inside my side Ladies, ladies, I have spied I've often seen what goes inside When I'm cleaning windows when I'm cleaning Pastor Hannes Kaur hoping to curry favour with the judges, or so they said, uh, by singing some very traditional British songs, including that one made famous in the 1930s by the ukulele strumming comic performer George Formby. The quartet is made up of two husband and wife teams, Anna, Richard, Neymar and Jamie. But what about the quartet name? Who was Pastor Hannes? And why his choir? We happened to end up in a, in a Swedish comedy TV series in the 90s. And we were singing, it was all about a radio station with a super low budget. So they didn't have money to actually buy records. They bought records in those days, right? So they, to fill out time, they, they had this one-hour program spot every day called Pastor Hannes Request Hour. So they called in asking for a song. And, and, and Pastor Hannes, who was a, a real pastor, not a real pastor, but it was a sort of a fake pastor, and he said he always answered the phone, uh, sort of sp speaking in tongues with... Yeah. Oh, welcome to the show. Who am I speaking with? Great to have you. Uh, and everyone calling in was extremely drunk. <laughs> I said, oh, this is uh, Bob from, you know, from 
where do we? Where are we? Yeah. You, you tend to forget those so, things. Yeah, right. so, 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 yeah. So, anyway, so, well, this guy Bob, whoever he was, called in and asked for the latest, you know, top song from the American list of, you know, which used at that time back in '94. That was songs by Snoop Doggy Dog or Primal Scream or groups like that. Uh, totally unsingable in a cappella, but uh, that was our job to sing those songs. So you sang those songs in a cappella then, Jim? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Uh, we had to sort of come up with an arrangement of them and, and sing them on the show. And the premise was that this pastor was expecting to get requests for church hymns or whatever, <laughs> and instead he got requests for Primal Scream. So has, has the quartet been together since then, since the 1990s? No, 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 no. We, we, we sang together, we're good friends, and we were good friends before that, but we never sang that much together before that, and then, uh, you know, we, we sang for some time, and then back then there was no way to, you know, compete in mixed uh, quartet. Uh, that was just like guys competing with guys and girls with girls. So, so uh, but then when we heard about maybe five, six years ago that there was a mixed competition for, for quartets as well, we, we said, hey, we, we want to do this. And the first question was, okay, what are we going to call ourselves? And everyone's looked, we looked at each other and said, and said do, is there any other name that we can go under than Pastor Hannes Kors? Uh, so that's our name. That, that's absolutely fantastic. You, you have kept the comedy element going because what we saw this evening were a huge range of British songs performed in a in a very very amusing way. Well, thank you. The, the yeah, we tried to bring in some good old British songs into the <laughs> competition stage <laughs> in, in, in order in order to uh, in order to soft soap the judges and and, and and try and get a win. Of course, that's the back thought. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, you, we've been talking to Richard and Jamie, and and I gather your wives singing the choir, and one of your wives has joined you. Yes, hi, I'm Naima. And just tell us about this, this, this comic element. I mean, d did you know these songs before? And did you have to go on the internet and research them or what? No, we, we actually knew quite a few of them. Really? We, we George had, Hornby? Had, you knew George Hornby? We did, actually. Wow. But we also got them. some good tips and tricks from our, our British friends. Uh, so we asked them, uh, what songs would you suggest? And, so th this was one of the songs that came up, Cleaning Windows. Because I was sitting next to a German lady uh, from Bing who was telling me that when you went to Germany, you did pretty much the same thing with all the popular German songs. Yeah, that's kind of a thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of a <laughs> so, so what is it? We're going to see you going around Europe with, 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 with all the popular songs of... Well, if we get in... Ireland just a couple of minutes ago. <laughs> oh, you, you, you got great scope with Ireland, haven't you? Uh, yeah. Wonderful. That, that's like a... Fortune of song coming out of Ireland. You you you, the, you can dip deep, dig deep in that chest of golds, really. One of the wonderful things is that you, you you won silver tonight, which is absolutely fantastic. You also gave the judges one or two heart attacks along the way. I think we probably did. Yeah, um, we apologize for that, but at the same time, we we think it's kind of fun to to sort of come up with our own arrangements and just sort of woodshed our way to to a competition package some things in life are bad they can really make you mad
other things just make you swear and curse when you're chewing on life's grizzle don't grumble give a whistle this will make things turn out for the best and always look on the bright side of life the, the one Monty Python song was arranged by, by a very good arrange, arranger named Yuan Wikström. The other song with all the kind of uh, songs that we sort of just put in, uh, that, was, uh, that was us. So we, we think it's sort of fun to kind of go back to the roots and, and find songs that we think would sound good in barbershop and just arrange them. Well, you've certainly brought a freshness and a vitality and, and a lot of humor to this convention, and, and long may it continue. Thank you very much to all of you. Thank, Thank you. you. Pastor Hannah's core with the concluding song of their competition set at Monty Python's Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. And drawn here to Bournemouth, as you heard, for the fun of competing as a mixed quartet. Well, Mixed Barbershop is posing a number of questions for some of the hobby's more traditional organisations which were formed along gender lines many years ago. Uh, the biggest of them all, North America's Barbershop Harmony Society recently said that as part of a new strategy called Harmony for Everyone, it was going to support a women's organisation and a mixed barbershop organisation. Well, Marty Monson, the BHS Chief Executive Officer, was at the European Convention, so I asked him if that meant that for the first time since it was founded in 1938, women would be allowed to join the Barbershop Harmony Society. Well, the, the broad is everyone means everyone. Um, and, and who knows what if we'll ever be uh, open to women as members, official members. Um, that's not for me to decide, that's for my, my society board to, to decide. But at the end of the day, we know that we, even if we remain an all-male organization, we can make an impact on everyone. We can make by the audiences, by the families. We're, we, we may make an impact because we're better men at home. We're better husbands, grandparents, whatever, you know, brothers, sisters. We, we can be making a bigger impact even if we stay all-male. It, it just doubles down if we open it up bigger, right, um, from that aspect. So everyone means everyone. It's inclusive. I'm just wondering about the way that you pitched this in the in the video, which which introduced this strategy. Mm. Because I, I saw, for example, one blog from 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 fairly one fairly well known woman barbershopper in Britain who said it was wonderful to see the BHS finally recognizing the huge contribution of African Americans to the art form. On the other hand, they seemed not to notice that many thousands of women have been singing barbershop for something like 70 years. Sure, sure. Well, and that's critical. We, we do, but we haven't been, you know, we haven't been uh, communicating that as much. Again, I think that's because we all have protected our own little silos, you know. But as somebody said a few months back, they said, but any new barbershop organization today doesn't start out as gender-based. It starts out as mixed because they know then you can have choice. It shouldn't matter, right? And so we have, being legacy, 
And at the time in the night, late 1930s, you know, I mean, that was really important for men to feel safe and congregate, to socialize. And I don't think that should go away just like I don't think it should go away with, with all women. Um, and so we've allowed those entities to be protected on them, you know, with themselves. But now we're at a time where you know, we've got to scale our, our organizations all across the world. And how do we do that? Who, how do we share in that endeavor that we're not spending $5 when if we collaborated, we could spend $2 and make a lot more harmony in the world? Marty Monson. And if you'd like to hear that interview in full with Marty, then you can find it on the Harmony UK podcast page on SoundCloud. The situation is slightly different for the organisation which represents male British barbershoppers. Uh, women can and do join Babs. Uh, they direct Babs choruses. One woman, Pippa Goodall, who directs my own chorus, a capital chorus in West London, was recently elected to the Babs board. And for the past couple of years, Babs has been hosting a mixed chorus event at its annual conventions. The Babs chairman is Peter Cookson. So does he believe that mixed barbershop might one day overshadow the more traditional male and female choruses and quartets? I think there's places for all three. I don't think we will ever lose the, the single-sex barbershop style, but also see the mixed. And the, the parallel I draw uh, when I talk to people about this, I said if you look at an orchestra, you don't compare a cello with a viola with a violin. They just sound different. You'll still like a cello, you'll still like a violin, you'll still like a viola. You'll like the sound of a male barbershop chorus, you'll like the sound of a female barbershop chorus, and you'll like the sound of a mixed barbershop chorus and quartets as well. But in the past, it was single-sex barbershop organisations uh, who really guided the future of barbershop along. And this is one of the things that Marty Monson, I think, is, is wrestling with at the moment. Uh, the Barbershop Harmony Society used to feel that in terms of barbershop, they could call the shots. Now he's recognising uh, that there's, there's, there's no one organisation can, can guide the future. And I think that's correct. We're just recognising social trends, I think, and from where it started from historically. The general trend towards inclusiveness is, is a social phenomenon which is affecting barbershop as much as anything else. And you're quite right, uh, within the organisations, they're having to, I suppose, wrestle with historical um, preferences and the way the organisations were structured when they were initially set up, in the case of the States, 70 or 80 years ago. Those structures may not necessarily be appropriate to today's uh, musical art forms. How, how do you think those structures should change then? <laughs> You're asking the difficult questions there, John. <laughs> um, it's a step at a time. There's a lot of different uh, stakeholders and players in the whole thing, and you're trying to satisfy um, a lot of different groups. And bringing all those together and working out the way through is not straightforward. So I, to be honest, I can't give you a simple answer to that question. I think the direction of travel is pretty clear, that uh, things will become more integrated and inclusive over time. How that is effected and how long it takes is uh, unknown at the moment. Peter Cookson from Babs, which did pretty well in the men's quartet contest where Finest Hour took gold and Portobello Road took silver. The bronze went to Snobs Quartet Backbeat. And so to the European Women's Chorus Contest. In third place were Viva Acapella from Sweet Adelines Region 31. In second place were last year's Labs Contest winners, Amersham Acapella. And the winning chorus... The European female chorus champions. Oh. Oh. The
Sally McLean. I'm the d- musical director of the White Rosettes and I'm the lead from Soundhouse Quartet. And, and the proud owner of yet another gold medal from Europe and from, from, from last. Just, just, just give us the totals for each of those now. For the White Rosettes. For the White Rosettes, we now have 16 national championships and this is our third European championship. Uh, concurrent, unprecedented. And in fact, your, your second song in your set was... Um, was a, a little bit of a prediction in a way, wasn't it? it was, you, you, you were singing about how you always wanted more. Well, yeah, we did toy with that. It was Liz Garnett's arrangement and uh, we wanted to make it very clear that it was actually about Marilyn Monroe uh, and about uh, wanting much more uh, kind of jewels and feathers and diamonds and, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, I, I guess there's a bit of an irony there, but that it was never intended. You, you paid tribute to all the arrangers in labs and in, in, in other parts of Barbara shop who are coming up with new and original songs is is that what you look for every single time it's not every single time but i will be i think they are genii all of them i think they're creating a new level of music that we're all able to engage with and it brings such great variety to the to the stage we're all very used to a lot of the competitive stuff we've had for years a lot of us have been doing it years and it's so lovely to sing new material and and the way that they're just kind of clocking out arrangements for us is is amazing it's a skill i don't have and i'm so envious uh, envious of it what effect then does it have on the chorus i mean if you put a brand new arrangement a brand new song in front of them do they respond better than if you, you give them a, a, a well-known song that they've seen before? I think there's a, there was an element of risk and anticipation from the White Rosettes. Uh, it is the first time the White Rosettes have done a bespoke arrangement. We usually, well, we usually sing a lot of David Wright's arrangements because his arrangements are superb and uh, we try and challenge ourselves at all times. But this time it, it felt like we needed to do something a little different. There are people right behind us. that the, the competition is so, so much greater and more difficult now. We thought, well, we need to try something a little different. I had great risk with it and great anticipation, but it paid off. I noticed you did say in the show last night, I think, that this had been the toughest, hardest, longest road that you've been on so far. Yes, absolutely. And they're always they're always tough and hard, and everybody finds them tough and hard. But there was something about this year. Uh, I think maybe with the new performance category, it has opened up the opportunities for everybody to perform in a very different way on stage. And uh, I've I've been coaching a, a, a handful of choruses this year, and and fabulous packages that they've been putting together, and and inspiring packages. And I go home thinking, oh my, they are not far behind us. What am I going to do? You know, we, we okay, we're going to have to move up another level, move up another level, because one day it'll happen and I thought it was going to be this weekend. We saw many choruses from Europe, you've seen them many times yourself this is your third European gold medal what do you think of the standard of barbershop across Europe? I think it's fantastic I think in the last four years particularly uh, I, I think the European uh, singing uh, skills and abilities have much improved and I, I remember going to Holland Harmony back in the 1980s and 90s uh, and it, it felt like a very new association, they are right with us and being unbelievable, trail blazers in the things that Bing do with their mixed uh, contests and I, I just think it's fantastic. Every, everybody feels like the associations are on equal footing and it's a real joy. What about those mixed contests? Is, is that the long term future of Barbershop? Because even in Britain in the universities, most of the, the, the organisations that are, are set up by students and young
young people are mixed organisations these days. I think it's a great coming together. I think it's a great coming together of genders and uh, absolutely get wipe the line of that and let's you know let's celebrate this art form together, compete against each other, wholly appropriate. I, I don't think it should just be all female or all male. I love it. Well, congratulations once again. Uh, we'll wait to see how Soundhouse does as well. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> I know it's going to be a long day today. It is. Mad, really, that we were in the European contest. Soundhouse were not expecting that at all. So it's it's been a real roller coaster. But uh, yeah, we'll keep our fingers crossed. Congratulations once again, and and thanks very much indeed for your time. Thank you, John. Sally McLean, whose quartet Soundhouse with Emma McManus, Laura Phillips, and Hannah Barber did indeed win the European Women's Quartet Gold. Vocality from Psy Northern Lights region was second, and another former Labs Quartet champion, Tonacity, came third. Well, let's just hear a little of that winning Soundhouse performance. Couple sway into a nickel machine. I mean, there's a corner where we'll never be seen. It's lovely to share that lover's delight with a chocolate Sunday on a Saturday. Night, what a night! Oh, chocolate Sunday on a Saturday. Saturday. And as for the European Men's Chorus Contest, well, Babs Cottontown Chorus took the bronze. Uh, the silver went to Entertain Men from Snobs, a, a great set with some stunning choreography. And the gold... Deeply, deeply moving. A 08 second song, If You Go Away, had the audience spellbound. It was their third European gold in a row and their first under new director Rasmus Kriegström, who took over from Doug Harrington two years ago. Afterwards, Rasmus told me about that winning performance. 08 had um, a very emotional time on stage today. 
I gotta say, and I, I also, I dare say the, the audience was with us. Many people in the audience, they were with us today. That song, If You Go Away, had many of us in tears. Was that why you chose it? Was it the emotion of the song? Yes, it was, uh, from the beginning, a choice from the musical team of Zero Eight because it is not your uh, everyday sort of barbershop ballad. It has a, a depth and a um, sadness, really, to it that m most barbershop songs doesn't dare to explore. And we've been working hard with uh, portraying that as a chorus. And I think today was one of our great success moments with moving people in that sense. You certainly got the, 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 the depths of feeling and the, and, and the fear of the emptiness that would, that, that would follow if, uh, if, yes. if the subject of the song went away. I have to ask you because Doug Harrington paid full some tribute uh, to you and said he wanted the chorus to move on. In what ways have you been trying to, to advance the chorus since you took over? So what we did was we started singing a lot of classical music. We competed in our very first classical choral competition, winning the Grand Prix, luckily. And we got invited to uh, the Karuitsawa Festival in Japan. And uh, so uh, ever since that, the weight of the classical music in the chorus has been uh, heavier than the weight of uh, barbershop and other show tunes, so to speak. But our width, our genre width, has always been uh, to its fullest. Would you, would with you or like, without Doug? I'm sorry. Would, would you like then to see barbershop try and incorporate some of these things from other types of music? I mean, the, the song you picked this afternoon was, was not a classic barbershop song. It was a, it was a Jacques Brel song. It was a, a French-type ballad. Yes, and... Uh, when you find something that you connect with, should it have the possibility to, to be barbershopped, then maybe you should consider barbershopping it if you connect with it. And so the music team of Zeret connected with this song, and that's why we chose to, to go through with it. Barbershop is not necessarily a small genre. Barbershop can be quite, you know, wide as a genre, uh, usually because we are singing, you know, covers and we're doing arrangements of already written songs, which means that there's a, a vast variety, vast variety of songs to choose from, from different genres. Like Ringmaster sang She's Out of My Life a few years ago, David Wright has arranged Chopin, uh, etudes and uh, and now he arranged this song by Jacques Brel for us. Um, so a wider range of songs. The one other thing I wanted to ask you about was with Ringmasters, you had this fabulous wall of sound. If you can do that with four voices, what can you do with 60, 70 voices? Uh, yeah, so so Syrian is is. Uh, it's, it's about 45 singers, but still, you know, okay. we have we have uh, we have opportunities, and uh, what we enjoy uh, most is probably doing uh, classical choral pieces uh, with uh, you know high integrity, and we've also recently started our own legacy of songs, 
So we commission pieces by composers. Uh, so the organist of uh, the Stockholm Cathedral have, have written a song commissioned by 08, or 08, sort of. So it's composed for us. Uh, several members of the chorus have written songs, composed songs for the chorus. So something that we have been doing is, you know, starting to build our own legacy, legacy of works in any genre, really, but it has been leaning towards classical music thus far, uh, but in any genre that we can master. And our job, uh, as Doug so uh, greatly put it, was to be able to master any genre as a chorus in high, in, with, with great quality. We shall look forward to seeing great things from you, and you certainly moved the audience today in a way which I've, I've never, ever seen before. Rasmus, congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Tend to be your shadow if it might have kept me by your side if you go An incredible moment. You can hear how the crowd held their breath on that final chord from 08. I'll certainly never forget it. And that was the story of this Labs and European Barbershop Convention. So much talent, so much joy, so many inspiring performances, so much to savour. I think today it was the diversity of having men and women, rather than just all women. I really enjoyed seeing the male choruses. The content of the theatre within the choruses has been absolutely fantastic. So it's not just been about the singing, it's been about the performance. Well, it's exciting because we get to meet you know, different um, uh, barbershop singers from all over Europe. I think that make it, makes it very, very special. So many moments to look back on, and not only on the performance stage. One of my favourites was seeing last year's Labs Chorus Champions Amersham a cappella dressed as characters from Star Wars. The chorus was stacked up on the stairway between the foyer and the upstairs bar during the afterglow and entertaining the crowd below with this. Everyone will have their own favourite moment from this weekend. Uh, if you were there, then I hope that you enjoyed this look back at the Labs and European Convention 2017. If not, well, there'll be another one in four years' time. We should find out where in the new year. Another podcast in the new year too. Watch out for that in January. Until then, from me, John Beasley, keep the whole world singing and thanks for listening.